Sonny's always got the head bob going. <laughs> Recognize the song this time. Hey, hey, welcome to the Floor You podcast. A uh, bit of a a layoff here between episodes, but happy to be back. Joined as always by Sonny Callahan. Yeah. The one, the only, the notorious. How you doing, Sonny? I'm doing well. I, I enjoyed some time off, so I apologize for not being available. But yeah, with the holidays, it's always hard. Well, we had uh, we had a little bit of a layoff here, and two weeks in Florida at AMI Kids. We're gonna have to cover that a little bit. That was yep. that was excellent. That was quite an experience. We'll we'll definitely yeah. cover that. We'll definitely talk about that. I, I don't have my Packers mug here. I can't believe I didn't get that out. I mean. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's your only team left in the game? Mm. That's the only <laughs> one to root for. <laughs> oh, God's chicken. <laughs> so this week we are joined by Heidi Cronin, CTF uh, Ceramic Tile Education Foundation. She is the industry liaison and promotions director. Heidi, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And an all-around great person. Did you all have good holidays and New Year? Yeah, very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. It, it's been a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, everyone, I guess, because we didn't Yeah, we're see a little it. late on all that. I think I think Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving, too. Has it been that long? <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. It's, it's been about three weeks. I think we're, we took about three weeks off there. Yeah. We brought it up, though. You got, We're going to talk a little bit, uh, even having Heidi on, a big theme of the show always is uh, education with the National Academy of Floor Covering Training and everything we do in that area. Uh, I got to spend a week in Florida, and Sonny was there for two weeks with AMI Kids, and that was one hell of an experience. I, I tell you what, I, I, I didn't know what to expect, Heidi. We uh, AMI Kids is for uh, its troubled kids. It's literally their last stop before prison, not jail, prison. Wow. They have a minimum of 12 felonies, and these are kids. Uh, so our group was uh, 15 to 19-year-olds, and we, had, we started with 10, and we ended up with 9. Or started with 11, ended up with 9. But um, the, the way these boys took to learning and some positive attention just makes me want to go back next week and do it again. Because that's all they're aching for. They just want someone to tell them how to do it right, and they'll do it. And I'm not talking Florida. I'm talking life. I'm talking going to the store, being a person, being an adult. They just want the guidance. And um, we had a couple of kids that uh, uh, we, we thought they were giving us a hard time. We thought they were troubled. And then at the end, when they got their, their certificates and, and they were talking to us, you know, they come in and give me a big hug. And I, I almost came to tears. I mean, it was just amazing the progression these kids made in two weeks. So that is awesome. Yeah, and, and to really have them have an idea that you know a rough start doesn't have to mean a, a rough life. That there's right. opportunity out there. That they've got a chance to, and it doesn't have to be in flooring. We were pretty clear on that. We're showing them flooring, but you know. In the, in the trade, some of them, I think, were really interested in the flooring aspect of it, and they got an idea of what it is and what it involves. But, you know, to, to know that they still have opportunity, you know, that yeah. they've 
we, we spent an afternoon just to how, how to read a tape measure and the pride <laughs> that they felt once they learned how to do it and we are showing them you know half quarter eight 16 30 seconds and then by the end of the day they could go through it and show them and they were having a they were having a great time so Good. can you teach me <laughs> do <I get> <laughs> Uh, it was a blast. It really was, though. It was. Um, but it was time we had, well spent. It, yeah, it was. It was certainly time well spent. And uh, by the end of the program, they had installed um, two classrooms of carpet tile. Uh, they had spread the glue, laid the tile. Um, they laid vinyl plank. They laid the glued down vinyl plank. They did floating vinyl plank. Um, they ground some concrete. They ground concrete. We talked about moisture. They learned moisture comes from the sky, goes to the ground, and all it wants to do is go back up to the sky. I was amazed at how the interested they were about the moisture, Paul. That that kind of blew me away. I thought we would be two or three levels over their head, and they just grasped onto it. They wanted to learn more about it, and when they knew it, I could hear them telling the other kids who weren't in the program about it. So it was like they, they knew something, and they were proud of knowing it. So it was good. They're smart kids. You know, a lot of these kids that get into those uh, situations isn't because they're not intelligent. It's oftentimes because they're very intelligent and, and, and completely bored. You yep. know, I, there, there's no doubt they have the capacity. They, they prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait. We're trying to go back in March, uh, which may be difficult, but uh, maybe that's somewhere where we can get with the CTEF or TCNA. Uh, because they did want to talk about ceramic. I'm not the person to talk about ceramic. I don't know much about it. But, um, you know, if we could teach them anything that they can take outside of life with them to keep them out of trouble, that's the way we look at it. So, Definitely. Yeah. Discuss more about that and try to get involved. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good people. And, and the AMI kids, there's, I think there's there's either 37 or 47 locations across the United States. Um, so, you know, there's places all over. We can find manufacturers who are close and they can help donate materials and things like that. But uh, there's just a lot of kids that go through there that could use some help. And, and uh, um, I know if, if you do it, you do it, you'll, you'll feel better about yourself. Cause I, I was just amazed at how good I felt when it was done. And I know that sounds selfish, but it was just great. It was, it was moving. So, yeah, especially considering uh, we we walked in the door with kind of a game plan, and uh, we brought up the computer, we brought up the projector, we started a PowerPoint, and within about three slides, we just shut it off. So they're done. They're done. <laughs> yeah, heads were down. They were like this. We're like your hand and then just start explaining. They like to have the. That's what we did. We just here. Here's a hammer. Here's a here's a trial. Go do something, because it wasn't going to be powerpoints. It wasn't going to be no. presentation because they were just gonna we we were gonna lose them. So we Paul and I left, went to lunch, redid the whole the entire afternoon to make it hands on, and then that night we did the rest of the two weeks. So <laughs> it was uh, it, it was it was interesting, but uh, it was. What you do, you do learn. That's something that that Sonny and I have had the benefit of, is spending some time doing some training, organizing some events, and and doing things by the seat of our pants sometimes, and it works out. It really does. I, and that that class has become the blueprint for what we will do with them, and it's going to impact every class we do moving forward. Oh, absolutely. Because 
part of the education of it is to build some enthusiasm, right? It's mm-hmm. part of the no matter what part you're 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 training in, part of what you what you want to do is help build that enthusiasm for the industry and for the knowledge and for the and for the the jobs that that they do. And they, there should be pride in workmanship, and there should be pride in what you do and excitement to do it right. And you're always working on not just delivering information, but delivering it in a way that that gets people excited about it, gets people enthused about sharing that with others and going out and 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 pursuing that on the job and so forth. Well, and that kind of sounds like what you do now, Heidi. Is that that similar to what you're doing? Tell, tell yeah. us about CTF. So CTF, I um, I like to build people up. I like to look for people's passion. I like to um, see what motivates them. And, you know, a lot of times people just need a little push to say, you can do this. You're perfectly capable. It's not the matter of being capable. There's a lot of negativity, I guess, around the certification itself and they feel because of the materials used that it's not, you know, everybody has their opinion, but you don't know as what the slogan we've been kind of using um, is you don't know until you know what yep. it is. And so you got to, at some point in life, just take a leap and try things. And um, as uncomfortable as it is and as scary as it is to take that leap is so empowering and, builds you up and builds your confidence and empowers you to be a better you. And, you know, so like my story of, you mentioned before of, you know, how I came up in the trade, I was born into it. My family had a distributorship. I joke that I started my career when I crashed my car at 50, my parents' car at 15 and had to pay it off by building ceramic tile sample boards. Um, <laughs> um, jumping into the industry <laughs> you mentioned these are kids in the criminal justice system um my degree is in criminology i wanted to go into probation and parole um i enjoy and am fascinated by what makes people tick what makes them do what they do what motivates people so it's always kind of been a fascination going through college plus criminology classes were hysterically funny the professors were great (laughs) and um it kept me interested because i wasn't really you know do you go into business do you do this i didn't know what i wanted to be i have a degree in criminology too heidi that's something else we have in common (laughs) i wanted to go into probation and parole but you had to test i am a terrible multiple choice hey we all three of us i went into criminal stuff so you know (laughs) i i I, are a criminal that's different there's different Horrible, horrible, multiple choice test taker. So I didn't get anywhere getting hired because you have to get past all these stupid tests to get hired on. And um, I worked summers in the family business. I worked everywhere from accounting to the warehouse to customer service. And so um, when I graduated and got done, my dad wanted to open a branch in Medford, Oregon. So he says, you know, I'll pay you this much money and You'll open it, and you have to give me a five-year commitment. And I went to college in Ashland, Oregon, which was just outside Medford. So I was like, great opportunity. Sure, why not? So I went into it and never looked back after that. I remember walking into the customer base. I mean, I had a month training on the Portland order desk, 
and then kind of thrown to the wolves Just and <laughs> like, here you go, go. And I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> and I had two employees and I learned how to drive the forklift. I drove the truck. I've cut laminate on panel saws. We had a ceramic tile showroom, you know, sold sundries. So we did all of that out of our little tiny Anyway, but I remember customers and selling wise, I had never really had the face-to-face customer selling experience. And one of the first customers came up to me and says, you can't handle my account because you're a woman. <laughs> oh, oh. A challenge. I like it. You know, <laughs> and uh, by the time I left, yeah, there maybe were he just maybe he just thought he would always get better service because you were always trying to reach that bar. Maybe that was yeah. just a, a psychological I, ploy there. <laughs> What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so after five years, my husband at the time job back up in Portland. And I'm like, okay, well, we, we're moving. My dad's like, well, I'm not just giving you a job, but we do have an opening in purchasing so you can be a purchaser. So I'm like, okay, great. So I moved to Portland and became a purchaser and purchased our major lines, um, Metro Floor, Wilson Art Laminate, um, Wilson Art Flooring at the time. I mean, that just Burke Mercer. I mean, there was all sorts of lines that we carried that I started purchasing. And then, you know, about three or four years later, they walked in my office and they're like, okay, now you're vice president of operations. Okay. What is, you know, and so then I was in charge of the warehouse and in charge of hiring and firing people. And, um, you know, it, 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 interesting, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I'll never forget my dad's words to me, and he had great wisdom. I remember complaining once because I screwed up an order, and I was crying once when I was being trained for Medford for messing up somebody's order. And my dad's like, crying's not going to get anywhere. Just fix it and take care of it. You're not going to earn people's respect by crying. And I'm like, okay. And it was, you know, his words were kind of harsh, and you're kind of like, wow, okay. Well, I don't like your answer, but you're going to move on. And... um you just keep going at it and, and working with people, you know, with a wide variety of personalities, really hard to crawl in and, and kind of, but I paid attention to everyone within the company and just kind of watched. I was a really good observer for years and I just observed everything. And, um, after it also, the company also had everybody and their dog was all, retiring at the same time, all upper management within three, three to five years of each other. And so they kept asking me, well, what are you going to take over? Are you going to take over? Are you going to take over? I'm like, Oh, I guess. Um, Thousands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we, you know, and then in 2013, they made me president of the company. And unfortunately the company didn't make it. Um, And it opened a door. It was really hard because a lot of people were, were thinking that the company defined me, but I realized that I defined me. And I went out to get support within the industry when I became president of the company to learn from everybody else in the industry. So that's when I got involved with NAFCD, with the Flooring Association Northwest, with Powerhold. Um, I got on all those boards and I learned. Um, I was president of the Flooring Association Northwest for two years. 2015, 2016. That was a local WFCA affiliate at the time. Um, And it was really hard to be that because that one was really more of a retail-based association. And to be a distributor 
running it and not pushing your products and staying neutral and not looking like I'm trying to get something out of it was really a, a goal I had throughout that time frame. Sure. And I can, I can relate to that, certainly. Yeah, and then NAFCD, after being on that board for a year, be it, my dad didn't want me on any of these boards. He was dead set against it. Mm. You know, said that I should be there running the company instead of being on these boards. But these boards were my education. Um, and I actually got on three of them in a three-month period and just about made it, you know, that's that's your rebellious daughter coming out. Um <laughs> All within you don't want months. me on any, I'll be on three. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, got on, I got on to the Florida Association Northwest first. And then um, I actually, I was trying to get nominated because I had been recruited at NAFCD um, by George Roth at the time. And he was trying to get me on the board. So I was trying to get somebody in my company to nominate me and nobody would nominate me. So when I became president of the company, I didn't see anything in the rules said you couldn't nominate yourself. So I actually nominated myself for NAFCD's board. And um, I didn't know about it when I said yes to the Florin Association Northwest about a week later. They're like, okay, you're on the NAFCD board. I'm like, great. <laughs> and then it surfaces that following January, I got on power or I was at a cocktail party at Powerhold and I made mention to one of the board members, you know, hey, I'd be interested if an opening ever comes open of doing this. But be it, we've been a, had been a power hold member for like seven years and the board never changed. And I'm like, yeah, this is so far off. But about uh, two weeks, like two or three weeks later, JJ Haynes buys CMH space and they have a board opening. I'm like, Ooh, okay. so I'm on that. Um, but yeah, careful really, what you volunteer for because they'll find you a spot. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but you know what? It was such an education. And funny enough, that April, the Florida Association Northwest had a board retreat and they brought in a speaker and it was kind of like, what's your purpose for serving? You know, what are people's motivations for serving on a board? And it was really interesting to learn what people's my motivation. I just wanted to make a difference in the industry. It wasn't personal gain for my company or personal gain or recognition for me. I can really care less about how I look, you know, but it was about let's make a difference and do something to to help the industry because i grew up in it and i loved it and i love the people in it and it doesn't matter whether you're on the ceramic side or you're on the lvt side or the hardwood side or whether you're on the sundry side everybody it's a different little mix and they all kind of work differently in in how you buy things and do things but it's all this community and and people are really passionate and so you kind of try to buy into it and after a year I mean, on Paul it, and I have bought into it. They they asked <laughs> yeah. me to be on the executive committee, and I said yeah. And so I was the president in 2017 of of NAFCD, and that's probably my, as I feel, my greatest accomplishment was diversifying that board and getting people to buy into the passion of making a difference in the industry. And it has a fabulous board right now that works well together, and they're all engaged and they're all helping out and they're all trying to do their part to make the industry better on that board so it you it know sure makes it a lot easier i've served on uh, functional and dysfunctional boards and it sure makes that volunteer time feel worthwhile when something's mm -hmm. really functioning properly 
when I got on NAFCD's board, it was all hardwood manufacturers and very, very, very large distributors. And um, a few changes kind of happened. And when they asked me to be on the executive board, you know, you get in charge of trying to recruit the people after you. And so I started looking and then Fianna fell apart. And um, I said to myself, that's who you go after for membership. So I started going after the Fianna members. And okay, some we're going to make you. Some of these things we occasionally have to uh, clarify. We've been told before that we use way too many acronyms. Yeah. So the ABCs. Uh, NAFCD was the, is the uh, the distributors association. Yeah, North American Association of Floor Covering Distributors. And Fiona, um, Sunny would know that one better. Flooring. Yeah, thanks, Heidi. Yeah, <laughs> Installer Association of North yeah. America, right? Yeah, yeah. Flooring Installers Association of North America. It was yeah. power hole group. That's what I always say. It was, it was mostly the power hole people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, then I went after recruiting. And I went, <laughs> Fiona was started because some people were angry with um, NAFCD at the time. I mean, NAFCD has evolved. Like I said, anything, you can't judge things based on the past. You have to look at what the future holds and and have a little bit of ability to see the future and, and have faith that the future will be good if you support something. I mean, a lot of people have a real bad tendency of dwelling on the past. But yeah. the, in our industry, yes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, holding that doesn't help you grow. It just stalls you from not moving forward. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I, I really like the board. It has, um, I got a millennial on the board of NAFCD, which was great. Um, AJ Warren, <laughs> great guy. Everybody on the board is, is fantastic. There's women, there's every type of manufacturer, you know, within the gamut of floor covering, we try to mix it up. Um, and it's just really functional. And it, I, we, when I was the year we were, I was president, we exchanged with MB uh, national builder materials associate MBMDA. That's a really hard <laughs> one. Um, we, we do our convention together, NAFCD and, and then do their convention together. And we switched going to each other's, um, board meetings, you know, the president of, MBMDA went to, came to ours and I went to theirs and I think I spoke more in MBMDAs <laughs> than <laughs> most, most board members um, just because uh, you know Wilsner laminate which was we were a distributor of so I knew a lot about that association as well we just weren't members at the time um, and he and then Ray came to ours and um, he was like wow that was the most engaged board and most productive meeting I've ever been to. Um, so that just made me happy to know that it was well and functioning. So uh, my dad took me to my first NAFCD when I got right out of college. And so I'll never forget. I remember it was early 90s and uh, they were talking, you know, The Economist was talking about other distributors buying up other distributors and my dad looked at me and says, look, this, I guarantee you this is going to happen in the next five years. And it did. So it was kind of like, wow, okay. So you started paying attention. And once they really started later on in my career, letting me go to the NAFCD conference, 
I, I don't think I missed a year once they started letting me go. It, it was great education and great people. And I picked people's brains. That's, you, know, you go to these trade so, shows. Networking. So if we, if we come forward to today, what are you doing right now with, with CTEF? What are some of the initiatives you've got going? What are obviously, and let's just start with what kind of education is offered. Where does it start? Okay. So we offer a certification um, based on the methods and, and numbers of, or methods and best practices of the industry from T the TCNA handbook, ANSI A108 and 118, A118, and manufacturer instructions. So this, these are the standards that are that are out there on installing ceramic tile. And we test upon, we have the CTI test, which is the test upon the, the basic standards, you know, vapor barrier, putting in backer board, you know, layout, coverage, um, stuff like that, that um, needs to be done correctly you know, water, you know, understanding waterproofing. And then we also have our advanced certifications, um, which are in certain areas like shower receptors and large format tile and slabs um, that uh, we're working on getting that program up and running. Most likely not till the end of this year and into next year is when it will really, that the ACT side of it will start getting ramped up. But our certifications, what we're trying to do with them is, you know, everybody's, if, you, if you're in any sort of social media, you just hear of hacks. Everybody's complaining of hacks and people lowballing and doing stuff. And so you yeah. got to raise the bar and change <laughs> of the industry and look at labor as not as labor, but look at it as a craft and look at it as these are the people who are bringing your dream as a consumer to life in your house and your house costs you a lot of money and you want to do it right. Why are you looking at the labor side of it and going for the cheapest possible for yeah. it not to last and to cost you down? Cause the industry knows and everybody being in it, whether you're a manufacturer, distributor or retailer failures cost you a ton of money, mm. a ton of money. And yeah. it's, it's, a good majority of a lot of the failures out in the field are a either not an understanding of the products. People don't like reading directions. Um, I don't know how many times you have to send out with hardwood, you know, you got to let it acclimate. <laughs> it's, it's, it moves, you know, yeah. well, just, just, warehouse for, a couple just for all 24 hours, right? Acclimates within 20. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so many different, things you have to pay attention to, which people don't realize. They just think that it's cheap labor. I just need it put in, but there's a science behind it. There's chemicals involved. There's chemical reactions involved. There's temperatures you gotta be considerate of. The moisture level, there's so much thing. And it doesn't matter whether it's ceramic tire, whether it's LVT, whether it's a countertop, whatever. There's gonna be factors that are gonna cause these failures that people need to be educated on. And, and regardless, yeah, I could go out and set tile. I've, I've done it. I've done a really crappy job and made a huge mess doing it. And would I be happy with somebody coming in and doing that? No, I 
I would much prefer to pay somebody to do it, do it right, who cares, who's passionate about what they do, and, you know, not... Yeah, I just, uh, I had, I had the, uh, the honor of being asked to be one of the judges for the Shernox Worst Subfloor Contest. And to see some of these subfloors and see some of these substrates and what is being dealt with and how to understand what challenges you have, what point you have to get it to to even start correcting it, right? And then how to get six different subfloors just to blend together to have a good surface to install the flooring on. I mean, th there's no question in my mind that this is a skilled trade. This is a this is a skilled trade. It should be a skilled trade that's on the level of plumbers, electricians, any other trade that has minimum requirements to be able to get into that industry. That, that's where flooring installation should be. Mm -hmm. uh, especially it, with ceramic, they're artisans. I mean, we talked about it in the before we got on the air. I mean, just so, some of the things that they do and they can create. There's some great Facebook pages out there. It just makes me I feel terrible looking at it because I can't do what they're doing. But uh, but we've had them on. We've had some of the guys on the show. They're they're artisans. They're not they're craftsmen. They're not just installers. I mean, it's amazing when you you capture or meet somebody with passion mm -hmm. for what yes. they do, and it's contagious. And people will latch on to that passion if they believe in it. And so that's what is really enjoyable to me is to be sitting in a meeting or networking at an event and meeting somebody and all of a sudden you just get that oh my god they got passion i got to figure out how to help this person out and right and right no. i went to a right. ntca workshop here in portland and met this young guy who called me up and stated can we go to lunch i'd love to pick your brain I'm like, sure, because I kind of did a pitch for CTF at the at the workshop. So I go to lunch with this kid. He had a great story, got hurt, can't even bend his knees, but he's laying tile. He's figured out how to do it and wants to be the best he can be, even though wow. he has a marketing degree. He has a wealth of knowledge and ability to go work, you know, and earn like hundreds of thousands of dollars with his skill set. But he's so enamored and so loves the tile trade that, you know, and he was working for a company here in Portland, you know, and he just didn't feel challenged enough. And so I'm sitting, Shannon from Schluter came to town, sitting at dinner with her and Jason McDaniel came up and I made the introduction to Jason for him. Because Jason was saying he was losing a guy who's moving back to Indianapolis. So I'm like, great, here, here you go. And, you know, if I can help people out and help them move along and get in or make an introduction that helps them out later in life, then that's what I do. I mean, that's what makes me happy. If I can help somebody else, it, it, it's fantastic. That's why when uh, the comp family company closed, I thought to myself, I don't want a job just to have a job. I want to do something that right. I have passion for and that, that will fill, as my oldest daughter or youngest daughter states, fills, fills my bucket. I need to find something that fills my bucket. So when I found out the CTF had an opening, that's why I jumped on it. I said, this is something that I could stand behind and be happy doing and 
would love well, we to can, do it. We can, honestly, we can honestly say there are people that get into education for the money, but nobody stays in it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> because it's... <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> It's, it's, it's a passion, but it's not a passion for money. <laughs> no. Well, is, you know, and is... you look at things the other way, too. You, money is not going to make you happy, regardless of how much you make. It's not going to mm-hmm. make you happy if it's not something you're passionate about. It, no, it but won't. it does make being miserable a lot more bearable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. <laughs> it's nice, but... For me, it's never been a motivator. No, it can't be. What I do or, you know, trying to, again, for me, it's just, I want to do good. And if I can help people get there, then let's do it. Let's make a difference and let's change the mindset and get people to realize that qualified labor is good. And let's get certifications out there that helps qualify. Now, I know the other problem with qualified labor per se is, there's a lot of technologies out there. <laughs> yeah. And so when you're you're looking at standards themselves, you know, not all LVT gets installed the same, not all ceramic tile gets installed the same because of, you know, not all products, not all setting products are going to react the same. So there's there's a lot of learning to be had and, and a lot of people you know that the generation and how people have been raised now is you got to look it up on the internet. And unfortunately the homeowner who's doing remodel is looking up the information and walking into a retail store. And 90% of the time they have more information on the products and know more about the products, except the expectation of what the product does than the person on the sales floor in a retail store. Selling it. Exactly. And really a lot of failures start with being sold a false expectation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we talk a lot about how the tech department doesn't really talk to the marketing department. Yeah. They don't it's, it's, communicate those expectations very, very well. You know, you, when you walk in and you buy a floor and you see the retailer pull out their keys and say, see, it never scratches, never scratches. <laughs> then the floor gets put in and they get a scratch and they're like, well, this must be defective. This is this is this is a bad floor. Well, there's no warranty that there's no warranty against scratching. Yeah. I mean it was it was fascinating at uh, Total Solutions Plus this year. Um TCNA conducted a test with uh waterproof, you know, flooring. Not not ceramic tile, but the wa- stuff claiming to be waterproof flooring and and the leak rates and you know what it really truly is and what's being sold is is not the same. And, and again, it, it it's just a race to the bottom. Everybody trying to have the cheapest and the newest thing out there. And I like I said, I don't have a problem against any other products. I sold it. I understand them all. You know, I know there's new technologies that come out and. You know, but it's it's a interesting. Well, there's, there's floating there's floating ceramic and floating marble that's coming out now. So, oh, well, that's that an edge. Edge failed miserably about ten years ago. I just there was just a uh, there was just no. a press release. There yeah, was just a press that, release. That, I forget who the company was, but it was yeah, floating stone, floating. Uh, floating it was called ceramic. Edge. We carried it, and trust me. <laughs> so you know, good. I, luck I do flooring this. inspections. I'm okay with these products coming out. Yeah, good luck with that one. I, I want to see how that one 
works out. But so. it's funny you mentioned waterproof flooring. We're actually at ASTM F06. We're working on a definition for waterproof and water resistant because in flooring, people are using those words interchangeably, and they're actually don't meet either one either one of those definitions. So we're trying to trying to make a definition for both of those words right now when it comes to flooring. So, so like I said, the the industry in the world is changing so much, and there's so much technology, and there's so much for everybody to learn. You know, the best that we could do, or at least we could help certify. The goal is to get to states to require it for licensing. So you're held responsible. We're looking to, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation is three of them. It started years ago. And it's before I came on, it was Scott Crothers and Kathy McAllister. There's two people. And I came on, now I'm the third, you know, and three people with a really big. Yeah, with a really, <laughs> really, really, big, <laughs> really big goal of getting there. And so as much help as we can get, um, you know, support from manufacturers. We're a nonprofit. Support from manufacturers, support from distributors, support from retailers, the installers, too, that are getting these certifications. Um, there's nothing more that brings more joy to my heart is when somebody passes the test and throws their number out there. Yeah, these guys take great pride in their CTI number. You know, we're oh. it's it's a fantastic thing to see, and you know, it. A lot of people are saying, "Well, what do I get out of it? What does it do for me?" You know, it's really how you perceive yourself is the best way for me to describe it. I'm not going to sit there and shame people and say, "Oh, you're just scared" or whatever. I mean, people have difficulty with change or doing something different because it's a fear of the unknown and it, that's not bad. And that's not saying you're fearful, but it sometimes it keeps you from stepping forward and, and stepping outside your box and being a little uncomfortable for once and, right. and putting yourself out there. And it's okay. You know, we don't shame you if you feel fail it. If, if you don't pass it the first time, we're going to sit there and root and say, you know what, get up. This, this is what it is. And we, we give out a report card afterwards, basically stating this is the areas that, you know, can use improvement to help educate you and get you to where you need to go. Um, and, and to get you there. And, and we've had a lot of people this year who haven't that have gone back and done it and, you know, have tried two to three times. And, you know, for them, I, I have a ton of respect. Good for you. Don't yeah. don't let to do everything you can to help them. You help. from achieving a goal that you want to do. You have to always have a goal, and to reach those goals, you're going to have to step out of your box. So you well, talked like what you said earlier. Anybody with a passion, you just want to help because the three of us have a passion for flooring. There's no doubt about it. So when we find other people who have that passion, we want to help them. We want to do what yeah. we can. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think it's great what you're doing, and 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 we're hoping that NAFCT can turn into something like that. Um, we're doing our first certifying class next month, actually in uh, Pennsylvania. We're going to have our first heat weld class. You'll be a certified heat welder, you know, flash coven heat welder, um, and, and and that's the first step we think to get the manufacturers involved to back the system. Because if we have more installers who are certified and know what they're doing, 
the jobs for the manufacturers are going to go better. They're going to last longer and ultimately it's going to save them money. So it's the first part of the circle. It's the hardest one to get started. But uh, I, I, I a lot of respect for what you do because we're, we're going down that same road right now. And it's difficult. It's hard to take the people that have good arguments against it. And I, like I said, I totally understand and can respect people who have been in the industry a long time and said, well, I don't need it. But I also respect the people that have been in the industry a long time and say, you know what, I'm going to go for it and try for it. You know, it just makes me. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a boat. Those, those people don't quite accept that it's not really about them. It's about having it. So it doesn't take 30 years to be to the level that you don't need it. It's about getting people up to speed faster so that when they start as they go out and as they're on their own and, and doing these jobs they're doing it right to begin with so that these people that have been doing it for 30 years are are selling apples to apples instead of being undercut all the time because somebody's shorting the job you know to say that you've been in it that long yeah you've got your education hopefully you're doing it right after 30 years you know we've all seen people that have been doing it the same way for 30 years and not doing it right but you know, it's about the industry getting to that point so that the the, the low bar is raised. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a high bar in the industry. It's just that the low bar is really low. It's and really we need low. To, we need to raise the minimums up in the industry. Yeah. Um, we. I, I was, go ahead. Uh, talking about the low bar, let me cut you off there, Paul. We're doing some work here locally at the Ronald McDonald House. Okay? They wanted to put... They want to put 12 by 24 in ceramic tile. So I went in to look at the floor, and it's OSB. And they were just going to go right over the OSB with 27 patches on the floor. And they couldn't understand why I said, no, we're not going to do that. We can't do it. And I had to educate the contractor, uh, you know, take the time to talk to them. And, and I, I still don't think they believe me. But, you know, we went in there, and actually me and my sons and a couple of friends, we put 1,000 feet of Duroc down last week. It almost killed me, but we did it. So <laughs> now it's ready for ceramic tile. <laughs> I don't envy you on that one at all. No, no, my hands are still mm, jacked up. <laughs> what? Sonny, are you healthy and everything? I mean, you're volunteering at AMI Kids. You're over at the Children's Hospital. I'm starting to worry you're trying to get points to get into heaven now. I tell you what, I had to, I told somebody the other day I'm officially overextended myself, so I've got to I've got to cut some things back. I just don't know what it's going to be yet. So I've still got 600 feet of floating LVP to put down at the Ronald McDonald House this week, so we'll see how that goes. Well, I said before my son spent some time there when he was when he was born at at Children's Hospital Children's Hospital, and we were at the Ronald McDonald House, and it's it's they're amazing people. We, we stayed there so many days, and I think it was $10 a day they charged us. And uh, when they came back and said, well, if that's too much, you know, don't worry about paying it. I was like, nah, we'll pay it. Don't worry about it, right? Yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Considering even the deals they have worked out with hotels are going to be 60 bucks a night or 70 yeah. bucks a night, you know. Yeah, so if you're... Which is nice, too. Yeah, if you have an overflow house anywhere near you, reach out to them and see if there's anything you can do to help them, anybody listening. So, cause they can use the help. They're a 501 C three. They do everything. They're a nonprofit. They do everything themselves, strictly donations. So, uh, help them out. Here's my plug. 
So what are the what are the uh, you started talking a little bit about the levels. So do you have? I know you've got some more specialized training at CTF. So you start getting into large format showers and things like that. But do you have kind of a basic certification just for the flooring itself? Do you have a, something for the subfloor, or is that all incorporated in with the original yeah, certification? Or ACT as well. So the module itself for the CTI, the basic certification. Um, you're putting a vapor, you know, it's considered a, a wet area, but it's not considered, you know, like a shower or something like that. So you're going to put a vapor barrier, which basically is helping you so we can reuse the modules. <laughs> you know how that is, uh, dealing, you know, being able to reuse the resources when doing certification type things. Absolutely. Um, back or down using, you know, doing a layout for a floor, a layout for a wall, you know, the slope, um, you know, making sure that it's going around the corners and onto the wall. And, you know, a good majority of the test is just following instructions. I mean, really, it, it, it yeah. it's amazing how, how it seems really difficult to get people to really read the instructions because a yeah. lot of the stuff missed is, um, not Somebody really. wants to say hi. I know. <laughs> He's getting That's bold. not your chair squeaking. <laughs> I leave some puppy pads in my office so he doesn't destroy the street. We'll see how he does. He's been pretty good. You know, you've been, we, we said before we started, you thought you might have some barking in the background. Yeah. I've had my doorbell going off the whole time, so I got a plumber here doing some work. So. <laughs> He had to have shots today, and he didn't like going in the car carrier, so I'm sure he's going to get his revenge. <laughs> Wait, do we get to see the puppy? I think we need to see the puppy, don't you, yes. Sonny? Yes, I've seen it. He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now my kids are home. It should get real noisy here. Hey, hi, Roscoe. Roscoe Oh, he is adorable. Roscoe Pico Basset Hound. <laughs> Oh, what a cutie. Yeah, he's a doll. Stubborn, but he's a doll. Yeah. <laughs> so substrates are within that uh, that initial certification. Yeah. Then you... We have a large format and substrate preparation one. So... Oh, okay. As well. And we do trainings quarterly um, or sub-quarterly. Sub There's a couple classes that are done. There's like four different ones that they do at CTF, you know, your basic thin bed knowledge, um, really understanding ceramic tile installation. And then there's um, waterproofing and substrate preparation course, along with an inspection course. Who does all of your training? Is it done? Do you have instructors regionally or do you have um, people? Are, are they indirect employee of ctef or are they other contractors um, for years we had just contract evaluators which were you know um installers who were trained to evaluate these tests all over the u.s there was about 17 of them and um to really grow certification and uh, and we're working on ruling over and changing how we do things so we can really get the numbers up to um, what we call industry evaluators, which are manufacturer technical reps 
that will um, come in and and evaluate the tests, and then we can get more of them in smaller groups around the area, areas where we need to go, um, which is basically all over the U.S. But it, you know, if they're covering a region and they're going to be there, having communication and saying, "Hey, we got a CTI test scheduled. Are you going to be in that area?" They can look at going into their own territory and and doing it. Um, but they're the but they're the evaluators. They don't give the actual certification classes. No, we the classes themselves, there there isn't really a class. It's a self study test, pretty much. You get uh, a and written then a, and then a performance evaluation. Yeah. Okay. And and it's a a pass fail certification. Um, we're looking at you know kind of ad, advancing. Um, moving with the times kind of there's a lot that we can do with the test. We know that we're looking at it, but right now we're really concentrating on getting the numbers of people certified because you can't go to a state if you only have 34 people in that state who are certified and say, Hey, you got to require this to do this. And that's, and that is the chicken and egg argument. We always have too. that. Okay. So we want to get all these people certified, so that manufacturers or states can have some level of legitimacy coming out and saying, find somebody certified or you have to have somebody certified. Um, but without that, the urgency for people to get certified isn't there. No. You know, so it's a constant battle to, to try to get people certified, but at the same time, uh, um, they don't have that urgency for it. Yeah. And, you know, interesting enough, in... Commercial and, and high-end residential, there is starting to become specifications in the definition of qualified labor. And some of them are being turned to even ACTs, the higher end, who are specialized in these things for these projects, are requiring people with these certifications in order to do it. So, ACTs is what? That's the advanced certification. So that would be like in waterproofing oh. or large format tile, oh. gauge porcelain panels. or. Do any manufacturers at this point require sort of uh, CTF certification? Manufacturers, no. Um, they support CTF. They are definitely there. But everybody has their own way of doing things. So it's very difficult to have certifications based on products per se. I mean, you can base it on a generic scope based on the industry of how it's defined in industry standards. And that's what CTF does. It's the industry standards instead of brand specific. Okay. Sonny, any other questions? We're, we're coming up. We got a little time here yet, but we're, we're coming up on our time. No, it's uh, that's all good stuff. Like I said, we're really in a similar position as CTEF. We're just, you know, about, 20 steps behind you but uh so i appreciate you <laughs> you filling us in on some of that stuff but you know we you know we we recognize that there's some things in the industry that could be made better and we think it starts with helping the installers if we if we help the installers the industry will get better i don't think it starts with the manufacturers i don't think it starts with the distributors i think it starts with the installers and Paul said it before, you know, what, what's that, what's that thing you say? Uh, raising water lifts all ships. 
Rising water lifts all ships. Rising tide lifts all ships, boats. Yeah, yeah. That's what, see how much I listen to them. But, you know, we, we're trying to make this place better, and we think it starts with the installers, and that's where we're going to focus a lot of our attention in 2020. So mm -hmm. it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of the same thing. And whatever we can do to help you guys, we'll be happy to do it. Yeah. I know you, you were down by me, you know, a couple of months ago. And we didn't we didn't get a chance to meet up. But next time you come down to Clemson, just let me know. I'll be happy to take you to dinner. I'm sure Chris and Kim will come too. <laughs> I love right. I love going in the summer in, into the what I like to call the swamp because there's not humidity like that out here. <laughs> oh yeah, you need scuba gear when you come down here in the summertime. <laughs> are you guys uh, going to surfaces, or are you going to be able to find yeah. you anywhere? Yeah. We will be, you can find me in the NTCA booth. Um, we will be in the booth, uh, both Scott and I will be there at Surfaces. We'll be at Coverings and at Total Solutions Plus. So, Okay. Uh, and a little Sorry. shout out for the Flooring Installers of America. I know you're on that page too. Um, we're, we are going to meet Tuesday at the CFI booth at 4 o'clock. We just don't know what we're going to be doing yet. So... If you want to meet some of the people you've been talking to, we're going to try yeah. to put some faces to names and try to get as many people there as we can. So try to do a yeah. cocktail hour or something fun. But, you know, I think we're, we, there's only like 25 people going. So it's, yeah, I'd say come meet me. I'd love to meet people. Um, I thrive on networking and getting to know people. So I, I, I think it's great. Put a, put a face to a name. Go by and see exactly. Heidi. Uh, you guys will not be disappointed. Where can, uh, where can people reach you if they want to find out more, Heidi? Uh, they can reach me at Heidi at tilecareer.com. That's my email. You can go to our website, www.ceramictilefoundation.org. Um, you can find the list of all the tests we have scheduled. I'm constantly scheduling them. So it's, it's a never-ending um thing for me to do so don't so be Idaho today area because you can register for the written it's a two-part test you just pipe down sorry it's a two-part test it's a written portion a self-study open book online portion and then the hands-on you can register for just the open book hand uh you know written and then I, I will work and notify you when I get a hands-on scheduled in your area. So um, we encourage people to register. We're working, you know, we'll work to get one in your state close to you. You know, I can't guarantee it's going to be in your town, but I can get one near you and, and give you plenty of notification that one's coming up and ask, you know, if, if that's what you want to go to. Um, I'm very interactive. So if you have any questions for me, you can find me on Facebook. Um, Heidi Cronin, I'll befriend you. I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, this is my person, you know, you're going to, you're going to see my dog and you'll see my personal life if you want to, but, um, I'm pretty well behaved at least on Facebook. On <laughs> Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Instagram if people, you know, want, but like I said, I, I will respond, you know, you want to send me a private message and ask me a few questions. I'm happy to talk to you. You can send me an email. Um, you can give me a call if you want. 503-803-1018. You know, if you have questions, ask me. Um, Sonny, I'm all, I'm here. Sonny, where, where are you going to be? I didn't mean to cut you off there, Heidi. Was that it? Yep. 
Sonny, where are you going to be at? What are you, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, Help me. We're actually going to be out of surfaces at the end of the month as well. We're not going to have a booth, but we'll be walking around. Um, same thing. You can get me at Sonny at divergentadhesives.com if you want to email me. Or you can always call me on my cell phone, message me, area code 407-383-6446. Anytime. And, of course, with the podcast, you can reach me at uh, paul at floryupodcast.com. Uh, Floor You Podcast is available. You've already found it if you're watching this, but iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and especially on YouTube, where you can see our pretty faces. YouTube. If you want to reach out to me, if you need an inspection done, I do a nationwide consulting and inspection. You can reach me at paul at floorclaimsolutions.com. Uh, you can also... Uh, Reach us regarding any classes, uh, paul at nafct.com or sunny at nafct.com. I think that's everything. Heidi, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Heidi. I enjoyed it. Thanks for your patience. We tried this uh, when we were in Florida, but didn't have the Wi-Fi bandwidth. So thank you for your perseverance and and rescheduling this with us. Yes, my my puppy actually semi-what behaved. I'm impressed. (laughs) He did good. He did good. All right, Better behave than I guys. usually am. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you very much, everybody. We will be back next week. At least that's the plan. And uh, any questions or comments? Oh, the YouTube stuff. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, I no, hate no, that. Well, I just... no, we need to give the teaser. We do have a big topic next week we're going to be talking about. A good topic. Talking about how to help installers. So uh, keep your eye out for that. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it should be a Paul will be on conversation a piece. A conversation piece? <laughs> conversation. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. See right, you again right. next week on the Floor You Podcast. Taking over all on my shoulder, center stage.